Hello and welcome beyond the neutral zone. I am Brandon, joined by Tanner and Ben. You all like that? Is that the correct intro? Is that the one? Okay. Hello and welcome beyond the neutral zone. I am Brandon, joined by Tanner and Ben. Oh, I thought you just said hello and welcome. I'm Brandon, joined, joined by, by my good friends Tanner and Ben. And now I thought you were going to say beyond the neutral zone. But no, take you that one just didn't have a, a good enough flow to it, so I, I, I reverted back a little bit to the old. It's word. just awkward. Did yeah. you like it? The first, the, it was awkward. Yeah. So, I, I think I'm. I think I like just hello and welcome beyond the neutral zone. I am Brandon, joined by my good friends Tanner and Ben. Did oh, you even say, say welcome beyond the neutral zone this time, though? Yeah, yeah I did. Oh, okay. I didn't say welcome to beyond the neutral zone. I just said welcome beyond the neutral zone. Oh, yeah. So, so that's that's the correct one? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Today, all I got to say, bro, is tighten the frick up, bro. Okay. Just, I'm going to say it right now. Okay. Tighten the frick up. We'll, we'll get to that, Tanner. We will get, get to that. that. We'll, obviously, we'll be covering NFL. We won't get to that. Today... Uh, I don't know if you guys got some other talk of other leagues you all want to talk about. We can. But before we get to that, Tanner, you said you had something that you wanted to bring up to us. What is it? Yeah, so this is, so one, this is. So you don't, want to, you don't want to save this till after the NFL stuff. You want to do it before. Yeah, do, okay. it, do it before. Okay. Like, right, let's, do the, let's do the sad. Hey, want, if, if it's sports, if, it's, if yours is sports related, let me do mine first. Because right, mine is sports related. Mine's not sports related. Okay. And mine could possibly lead into like a actual like sports discussion. Okay. So go ahead with your okay. first. So, Tanner, did you know that last week after we recorded the podcast, after I got it uploaded, I, I immediately left and drove to Kentucky? Yes. Okay. So, so I leave at pretty much exactly midnight. It's a five-hour drive. Okay? Pretty much exactly five mm-hmm. hours. So, middle of the night, probably about 2 a.m., I'm getting close to the Tennessee-Kentucky border. And... I'm going on this interstate that's pretty hilly up and down, pretty curvy in and out. All right, and there's a lot of traffic going on at this time too. For some, I, I, there's a lot of semis. I don't know what's going on. Has Ben know this story? No. Or, oh, okay. So, anyway, I'm on the speed limit is 70 miles an hour. I'm going like 77, 78. Okay, that's illegal, bro. You just admitted. To- I mean, yeah. So if you arrest me, okay. Uh, <laughs> all right. So I'm going down the. I'm going down this hill. It's a very steep hill. At the bottom of the hill is a bridge that flattens out for a second. And at the other end of the bridge, it suddenly ramps back up another hill. Okay, so you go down the valley, go across the bridge, and he, as soon as the bridge is over, instantly it straight back. sounds like a very unsafe road. It's, it's pretty rough. It's, so it's, it's, it's near crossful. So anyway, I I'm, I'm, hit this bridge and immediately go back uphill. So I hit that bridge. I'm going, 70, like I said, 77, 78 miles an hour. As soon as my car hits that lip to go back uphill... All of a sudden, as soon as my lights go up, back up the hill, my lights illuminate a full-size, full full adult deer that is laying in the road. Okay? This deer is still fully intact. It has not been ran over. It's still, the whole thing is there. And this thing was freaking huge, dude. Like, when it's laying on its belly, you don't realize how wide the freaking deer's belly is. It is insane bro okay so so i and by the time by the time my lights illuminate this like i said going over 75 miles an hour the deer is probably only 10 to 15 feet in front of my car like there's just there's nothing i can do so so i literally just gasped i'm like (gasps) you know i just know there's nothing i can do and then boom like dude i hit this thing so hard with my right tires 
both of my right wheels came off the ground at the same time. Bro. And then just smashed back to the ground. Like, and then all of a sudden, all I hear is. And I'm like, oh, my God, dude. I was like, I just popped a tire. It's 2 a.m. I'm in the middle of nowhere. Nobody's going to be able to help me. This is dude. a complete disaster. I was like, oh, my gosh. And like I said, there's semis everywhere. And I'm somehow this deer, it must have just happened. Because like I said, the whole deer was there. Like the, the deer may have still been alive when I hit it. Like, it wasn't anymore. It wasn't after that. After Put that. it out of his misery. So I maybe not because I didn't. I don't think I hit it in the head. All I did was go right up, run on top of his guts. I think. Anyway, so I nursed the car over to the side of the road, and I, and I have to sit there for a while because it's just nonstop semis. I can't even get out of my car. I, I don't. I don't know why this road was so busy at this time. But anyway, I finally get out of the car, and I'm just dreading walking over to the right side of my car to look at it. And I get over there, and all I have is my phone flashlight. And I'm expecting to see the whole, like, front headlight, the whole right front fender to be hanging down and caved in. I'm expecting to see all of that. And I get over to the front. I look at the headlight first. Headlight's intact. Right fender is intact. No dents. It's not hanging. Nothing. There's blood all over it. There's a lot of blood everywhere. <laughs> Okay, and I'm like, okay, well, that's okay. And I'll go over to the tire, and I'm looking at the tire. Tire looks like it's okay. It's not flat. I was like, maybe it's got a leak, but as of right now, it looks like it's fine, which is crazy. But the whole plastic part that goes above the tire and are like underneath the car, yeah. that whole thing was knocked off and was dragging in front of the tire and like on the ground. And there's blood and deer guts and fur everywhere, dude. It was everywhere. Underneath that plastic part, like it was just like chunks of deer fur everywhere. To tell you how hard I hit this thing, you know where like the rim connects. He to is coming after you after they listen to this podcast, bro. No. Rim connects to the tire, like so. You got the yeah. rim, and then you got the tire on top of the rim. So the part in between the tire and the rim, where it's the where the tires attached, like around the cylinder there. There's deer fur trapped in there and it's sticking out in between. Like it's it's painful. how does that even I don't, happen? I had no idea. What? I was like, I looked at that. And I was like, what the heck did that happen? I could not comprehend it. Anyway, so so I've got to figure out what to do about this plastic thing because like all the little plastic pin things that hold it up are gone. They're just stripped and just gone. And I'm like, how? I've got to figure out a way to get this thing off the ground and above my tire. And I, I just start reaching in. I'm like touching between all these pieces of this blood. And I'm like, oh, God. Oh. And like I finally, there's one above, on the very top. There was one of those plastic little hinges that was left behind. It, it Somehow it was still there. So I took that thing and I just started smashing it up top. And I finally got it pinned up to the top. And that's the only, still right now, that's the only thing holding that thing up. And you saw my car yesterday. It's fine. I didn't, I didn't even notice anything, so bro. If you all paid attention, there's still... Today it rained, so maybe not. But yesterday, there was still blood all over the side of my car. <laughs> Imagine what people thought when you were... <laughs> so, I've, so I reached my hand into all this blood and guts, and I popped this thing back up there. And I literally look at it with my hands like on my hips, and I'm like, I think this is okay. Like, I, I don't know how it's okay, That's a miracle. but I think it's okay. So about a mile down the road was the next exit. Basically, you set a bomb off under your car. Of, <laughs> a, a bomb of tear. That's yeah. basically what So by the, way, bomb of by the way, when I, 
I wasn't worried about getting all that stuff. I wasn't trying to mess with it. So when I pinned that plastic back up there, all the blood, like the guts, like the deer fur and chunks that of the deer, it was still in there. It was underneath the plastic. So oh. it's probably still there. Oh, so, so we got to take a field trip out to Brandon's car. I so wrong, your car is going to reach. Dude, I bet it reeks. It doesn't smell terrible. Not to me, anyway. So, but maybe my nose is. You need a third. You need a third party. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, about a mile down the road is the next exit, and there's a gas station. So I pull into this gas station. When I pull into this gas station, because I wanted to get a better look at it with better lights, I pull into the gas station, and there's like six state troopers that are all hanging out outside their car, and they're just chit chatting, not doing their job. They're just you know hanging out in the middle of the night, getting, calling them out. Yeah, bro. Get, getting paid. So anyway, so I pull up next to them. And I rolled down my window and I said, hey, can I ask your guys' opinion on something? And the one closest to me turns around and he says, no, 80s rock music is not better than 2000s rock music. Wow, bro. <laughs> that's, that's, that's the first thing he says. That's a bad opinion anyways. <laughs> I don't know. 2000s rock's pretty cool. I like 2000s. But 80s rock, nothing's going to be 80s So, bro. anyway, so I, I laughed and I got out of the car and I pointed at my right tire and I was like, I just hit a deer that was laying in the road. I was like, the whole thing was still there. And I smashed that thing. Like I, my, I came off the ground and everything. And I was like, my plastic got knocked down. I got that back up. But I'm just wondering, like looking at this, like, do you guys think that this is okay to drive on? I was like, I've got another like two and a half hours to go. And they were like, they looked at it. They're like, well, your car definitely needs a bath. That's for sure. He's like, but other than that, like, he's like, the fur pinned inside your tire, inside the wheel and the tire tells me that you didn't pop your bead. She's like, that's still intact. I don't even know what a bead is. I guess it's the part what? where your tire can be, like, attached to the rim, but there's something about the tire being attached to the rim that, like, your tire can actually still be inflated, but if you pop the bead, it'll, it, yeah, it doesn't okay. work. Anyway, okay. so, I don't know, that was not, that was a terrible explanation, but I think you know what I'm talking about. Um, Every anyway, mechanic watching, the, yes, like listen, just cringe. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, I have no idea what I'm talking about when it comes to cars, so don't listen to me. But anyway, so they told me it was like, yeah, I think you know you might want to keep an eye on the your tire pressure. And he's like, and if you smell something burning at some point, that means that plastic has come off and it's rubbing your tire. He's like, and you keep an eye on your tire pressure. Your car tells you that, right? And I'm like, yeah, it does. He was like, okay, just keep an eye on that. He's like, he's like, other than that, he's like, I think you're okay. And I'm, he's like, you're, you're like, your car may pull a little bit one way or the other. And I was like, okay, well. How in the world? So, and it drove fine? It drove fine, dude. It it, it completely oh fine. Goodness, the, bro. The, after I pulled out of that gas station, the next 30 minutes on the interstate, I was just laughing the whole time. I'm like, how in the world? <laughs> by anybody that doesn't know, I drive a 2012 Chevy Malibu. And wow. that, that thing is tiny. That's a small little car. The fact that that little car. Took that, and by the way, you guys are underestimating how how big this deer was. I'm I'm telling you, the the height that this belly got up to, I cannot believe that the front of my car got over the deer. Like I thought for sure that the whole front end of my car would have been caved in. Like I don't know how I got over it. So I was just unless your tire literally just hoist, like literally but, just but, but still you get the deer. I guess it was just the way my car was going uphill. Maybe it was just the perfect angle to get it up over the deer. I don't know. But the the thirty minutes after I left the gas station, I was just laughing the whole time. And I'm just like, how in the world did this little car take a hit like that and just be completely <laughs> it's fine? Still going. How is it there's no dents? There's no damage other than the plastic parts being off. Um, 
But other than that, my my tire was really dirty. <laughs> you need to call like shit and see if you can be like sponsored by them or so or get on a commercial, bro. Like talking about how that that's just I don't know, bro. But the uh, I'm glad you're okay. Obviously, bro. Yeah. Like that's crazy. Yeah, I, I couldn't believe it, man. It was that was crazy. But before I left the gas station, the the state troopers were like, "Is the deer still there? Do we need to go clean it up?" And I was like, "Well, I was like, after I hit it, it was still there, but." Behind me in both lanes was semi trucks in both lanes, and they were like, "Oh, so that thing's flattened now. We don't got to." Yeah, I was like, "Yeah, it's it's definitely yeah, it's gone. Yeah, you don't got to worry about it." Okay, so we don't actually have to work tonight. Yeah, yeah, it's gone. (laughs) So bro. Yeah, so it was it was quite the adventure, bro. I I was so happy to pull into that driveway. uh, That whenever I got there, I was like. I can't believe that I made it here and everything is completely fine. Because like I said, it was 2 a.m. I was in the middle of nowhere, hours and hours away from everybody that I know. There was nothing anybody would have been able to do to help me in any way. I was just going to be stuck. <laughs> Dude, that is insane. So so not necessarily would I have been stuck. I had, I have a spare. I checked afterwards, but I, apparently I have a spare in my trunk. But, it's always good to check and see if you have a spare can after. You, yeah, after. But can you imagine me trying to change that into that spare with the deer guts everywhere in the middle of the night like that? Like, that would have been an absolute disaster. Oh, my gosh. But anyway, that's my story, guys. What do you think? (laughs) Ben, you go, bro. (laughs) You know, honestly, I felt bad about calling you and making sure that you didn't get there safely. And now I feel even worse. So I was going to be like, I should have called Brandon that Thursday morning and asked if he got there safely. But no, I'm just a horrible brother. So it's fine. Yeah, I made it. It was fine. I I don't know how I was fine, but we were all good. It was just, dude, like, because I was listening. I was, I was, but right before it happened, I was, I had been listening to an audio book the whole drive and I was so locked into that audio book. I was just my, I was just completely locked in. And then all of us, I think something even funny had been said right before that on the audiobook. And I like, I had been, I chuckled to myself. And then all of a sudden, lights light up a deer laying in the road and just, <gasps> oh my God. Like, there's, there's, no, no, there's, there's literally nothing, nothing I can do. Yeah. And just try to keep the steering wheel straight when we make contact and we'll see what happens. <laughs> oh man. That was, it was actually terrifying. It really was because something like that, you could easily, it easily could have caved in the front, which would have caused my tire to get locked up, which would have turned my car sideways at the bare minimum. Like, maybe it prob- I probably could have flipped. It's a wonder you like, didn't, bro. Like, I, I, that fast. I can't believe it, man. And like I said, there were semis right behind me. So it, it could have been an absolute... I could have died. Like, I'm 100% could have died. The only thing I can say is if you were going the speed limit, this all could have been avoidable. No, it would not. <laughs> if I was going 70, it would have been just as bad. Maybe worse because maybe my car wouldn't have been able to actually ramp itself over the deer like it did. So who knows? But yeah, sorry if the deer was alive. You know, sorry because the way I killed you, Pete is coming at you. was a was a lot more painful than if a semi had just drove over you. Because if a semi just drove over you, you was you just wouldn't have known what happened. The deer is definitely going to be listening to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. It was a Beyond the Neutral that, fan before this podcast. Yes, their family are was taken in your condolences from yes. the podcast. Gosh, bro. But anyway, yeah, that was that was it, guys. Dang. All right. Dang. A- after that, Tanner, what's your story? What, what, what do you want to point out? Well, what do you got? Okay, mine's not really a story. So okay. Um, 
right. So do you guys know, do you guys know the story pretty much about, I know you guys aren't hockey fans, but do you guys know the story that led to basically goalies wearing neck guards? No. Okay. So there's actually a goalie that caught a skate to the throat and pretty much sliced his, I don't know if it got it. I'm pretty sure it may have got his jugular. I'm not 100% sure. If it got his jugular, he would have been dead. Well, I, I don't think it did. Like, okay. watching the video, bro, I mean, not not trying to be gross, but there was... I mean, we just it. talked about a deer. So, yeah. Yeah, so that, that, and guts yeah, everywhere. Yeah, so, <laughs> that led to goalies wearing, goalies wearing, basically, neck braces. Okay. So, there was actually 29-year-old Adam Johnson was killed uh, by taking a... Um, Wait, what league is this? NHL. So in the it NHL, was, this in was the, it wasn't. So it wasn't the NHL that it happened. It was. Um, let me see. It was in England. Let's see. British professional club, the Nordingham Panthers. Okay. Um, he died on October twenty eighth because he caught a skate to the throat. Was he not wearing one of those? Goals? No, he wasn't. So skaters, and that was what I wanted. To, so skaters do not wear throw. Skaters. Do oh, not it wasn't wear a goalie. Pants. It okay. wasn't a goalie. Okay. This was a skater. Gotcha. So by the video, and obviously, like you know, thoughts, prayers, obviously go out to his family. I know that's that's got to be hard, that's especially wild. losing a family member in that aspect. But from the video, he the guy is coming. He's on the left. He's on the left side of the ice. He's coming to the right. Is kind of coming from the left wing spot to the center. And then the guy that the guy that lifted his foot, he goes to body check somebody and then lifts his left leg up as he's coming this way and just catches him and dude just falls down. So what I was gonna ask you guys is how this he, isn't do what? How did he get his was the guy already on the ice or did he just lift his left foot? So up? he went to so he he throws his left leg up. So there's actually the police are actually investigating. So the this. guy, that, I don't know if this happens every time something like this happens, but the police are actually investigating. I'm hoping they're not thinking there was intent behind it, and that's what they're investigating. I don't know. I'm saying all I know is apparently police are investigating. This so he because basically he was so for obviously for those of you who can't see, I'm sitting to Brandon's right right now. So like he was in How are you sitting to my right right now? You're well no from the well from the computer's perspective. Anyway, okay, <laughs> like you're you are you are sitting to my left right now. So you are in Adam's position. The other guy is coming to body check like it was literally this close. He was going to body check somebody that's sitting where Brandon was. He hits him like this and then raises his left leg oh. up after he no, hits. So that's just a completely natural movement. Yeah. Then. So he they, they kind of like fell over each yeah. other and he raised his leg yeah. from having No, like... they didn't even fall over. As soon as we make contact, his left leg yeah. goes up. His leg, so, li his leg yeah. lifted up from the from the contact. Yeah, yeah his yeah. leg lifts up from the contact and then gets at it. That just sounds like a lot yeah. of misfortune right there. What I was going to ask you guys is, do you think, and this is from like, you guys aren't NHL fans, like this is coming from pretty much a completely unbiased. Obviously, goalies wear goalies wear um throat guards. So what exactly is a throat? I don't even know what a throat, throat guard. Looks like. So basically is it the comes out from, from, from the a hockey yeah, from a hockey perspective, the goal like their their helmets now cover their throats. But so from it comes before all it was okay. before hockey goalies are pretty much wearing like Jason masks. Anyway. Right. So okay. after that happened, that's where they had the that's where they had the the helmets that kind of have a throat guard, and then have an additional throat guard on top of that that hangs and touches their chest plate. Got it. So 
NHL has actually implemented a rule stating that all skaters have to wear throat guards starting 2024. Okay. Are you guys for that, or are you guys against that? That's a tough one because, like, part of me wants to say, like, it should be preference. Almost like, okay, so you know, like, MLB. I, I, I think if you did do it by preference, eventually everybody would be wearing it anyway. Mm-hmm. But just the people that are already established in the league, they would not want to change what they've been doing their whole career. Mm-hmm. So it basically would be similar to, you know, how like in the MLB, every single guy wears that little extra protective thing on the side of their helmet now where it covers their whole jaw. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I know what you're talking about. That's not mandatory. But every literally every player mm-hmm. wears it now. Yeah. And that wasn't the case a decade ago. They, they weren't all wearing that a decade well, ago. Well, I feel like the but, John but, Carlos Stanton one kind of set that. Yeah, but eventually because. everybody started wearing it. But the people that had played their whole career not wearing it, they didn't want to change the way they had been playing their whole career. Mm-hmm. So I think that this – this incident would cause a lot of players to want to start wearing it. So I almost think it should just be by the player's choice, but I understand why the NHL would make it mandatory. So I actually actually retract that really quick. So it was the EIHA, the English Ice Hockey Association, the league that he was playing in, is making it mandatory. Oh, the NHL hasn't made it The NHL has not. That was my fault. Got it. So do you guys think the NHL should make it mandatory since there was actually a death from a skate? Catching somebody in the throat. The reason, yes, it's a freak accident. Yeah, the reason why I'm not super for making it mandatory is that I've, like, even the one that you were talking about, the reason why goalies have to wear it now, the guy didn't die. We've ne- literally never heard of a guy dying from this before. And then all he's of alive. a sudden. Oh, yeah, the guy, the goalie. Yeah, yeah he's still So alive. we've never heard of somebody dying this before. And then, like, and hockey's been going on for, what, 100 years? Not to my knowledge. I've never heard of yeah, somebody. so... From it. I don't know. But now the people are faster and stronger now, mm. which means that impacts are there's going to be harder impacts causing weirder reactions by their ligaments and stuff. So who knows, man? I don't know. It's getting more frequent, though, because I'm pretty sure there was an NHL skater last year that caught a throw. I can't remember. Uh, I know. I don't know about a throat, but I do know there was a guy last year because I was going to bring it up. Yeah, that his helmet got lifted up in such a way that, like, he was wearing the full face yeah. guard that they normally wear, but his helmet got lifted up in such a way on someone, like, I think he was in a pile or something, and then someone else's, like, um, I don't know, escape, skate, I guess. It was yeah. the edges. Skate, like, came and just sliced their face from, mm-hmm. like, here to here, and then he just went and got stitches, and I think he came back in that game. I'm Which I, sure. so, there was a guy, the guy that got hit in the eye, uh, like, a week ago in the hockey and, like, he showed a picture after, because at first he got hit in the eye, and immediately he just drops his gloves, drops his stick, and immediately skates to his box. And, like, he just walks past everybody. And then he posted a picture on Instagram the next day, and he said, my eye is okay. He's like, and he's like, he said something along the lines, like, my modeling career is in question, though. <laughs> his eye was fine, but, dude, he had a gash that went from here up to above his eye. And the entire right side of his face, the entire thing was black. It wasn't just a black eye. Bro. The whole right side of his hockey face. Players are hockey players huck- the, the pucks are hard as a rock, bro. I'm not talking about the puck. I'm talking, he got hit in the eye by a skate. Oh, it was a skate. It was a skate, yeah. But I will give, I remember what, I remember what you're talking about. Because one thing is like, because I will give this, 
the staff, like the med staff in that event, they got to that man. If they wouldn't have yeah. got to him as fast as they did, like it was in a matter of seconds, they were they were at him putting pressure. Yeah. So like because he the the medical staff, if it's the one I'm thinking it is, he's running over holding, and they just literally met him. And yeah. I mean, Are the one you're talking about, did he get hit in the neck, or was it the face? It, they couldn't tell. It um, it was. So it kind of caught him right underneath the chin, so it missed his neck. Okay. And then, like, cut all the way up his cheek, Man. like, all the way up to his when eye. When I watch NHL, or just any hockey for that matter, I I can't believe that there are not more injuries having to do with skates like that. Like, as much physical contact that's in that sport, and how fast those guys are going, and how often they get knocked down. How are people not getting their fingers well, sliced and off? That, see, and that's what I want to ask is like from an out, because you guys are. I honestly think they should, personally. I think that even skaters should have to wear neck guards for things of this nature. Yeah. Because, especially with all the. Are they required to wear face masks now? Yes, so they have to wear face That okay. is required. They have to wear face masks. Okay. And, um, but throat guards, skaters do not have to wear throat guards. Goalies, well, their masks pretty much, their mask is pretty much yeah. already a throat guard. It's like the catcher in baseball. The, pretty the, much, the mask yeah. comes so down. Whenever you're saying throat guard, are you talking about the special designed helmet that the goalies wear that just covers your neck? Or are you talking about the I'm actual ass- plate? I'm assuming down? what's going to happen, if they were... If they were to bring this into effect, they're either going to do one of two things, okay? They're either going to make some kind of attachment that is hooked. They're either going to make some kind of attachment that hooks on as like an extended piece to where the mouth is left open where you can breathe, but it comes and blocks the throat. Like, Or the they're going to go back to pretty much what they do in the WHL. Like the women's hockey league, I'm pretty sure all skaters in the women's hockey league have complete masks. Have like complete, pretty much goalie masks. But, but how not far to that down extent. does that come down their throat? I'm pretty sure. Sh- I don't know if it- I just don't know how you could skate like, like with something coming all the way down. I I don't understand it. Guys, we're gonna have to hold it together. All right. I mean, I'll, I didn't realize. We're trying to have a serious conversation, okay? He he got me going, bro. I didn't even realize what you said until I look at him, and he's like crying. I'm sorry. Anyway, so I don't have an answer for that question, but I mean, I stop it, Ben. Um, anyway, back to an adult conversation. Um, oh, I I, I, I seriously, because if you've got something that's supposed to protect you. If you've got something that's protecting your face and your neck, like that feels so restrictive to me. Like if you're going to be moving a whole lot, that just feels so restrictive. Like I feel like that's tough to. I don't know. It's weird, man. It's going to be I mean, strange. At the same time, shoulder pads are restrictive and knee pads are restrictive. But NFL and NHL, they still wear. Like at some it, at some point, it comes down to how much. Are you willing to give up your um like that's what I'm saying ability to move versus and, safety? And, and in my like this this has set this has set in motion in my opinion something that it, like obviously we've seen skates hit throat hit throats and and hands and you know stuff like that. And obviously people have lived from them. But like I said, unless I'm wrong, I definitely could be. I could just be uneducated about this. 
But for what I've heard, this has been the first death of something that has happened from something like this in a major hockey league. So, at least that I'm aware of. So, this could set in place. So, and, and I mean, I can't like, I, I can't like, I understand what you're saying, but like I said, from an, excuse me, from an overall safety perspective, especially from how often like these guys are body checking each other and big yep. hits and things like that. Like you are kind of playing with fire yeah, with something. Not, you are kind of playing with fire. That's tough. You know, yeah, it's a tough situation. Like I can't, I seriously, I can't believe there's not more serious injuries. I, 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 how are people not missing fingers? I love hockey, bro. Well, I'm pretty sure it's something with the, are the gloves. It's got to like be blade restrictive? It's got to be something with the gloves. Yeah, maybe it, it has to be something with the gloves. Um, and I mean, most of the time, like, there's really the only time you'll ever really see like players hitting the ground in that aspect is big is body check, right? Hits things of that nature. But I mean. For a good point, you're not really going to see hockey play. You're not going to see players hit the ice like with a lot of people around. Does that does that make sense? What I'm trying to say? Yeah, the only the the times that I see that the most is especially near the end of these matches where the puck is in front of the goalie and like you can just see people yeah. just swiping at the puck and people are going down trying to block and yeah. like all that kind of stuff. Sometimes it gets pretty chaotic right there in front yeah. of the net. That's the time that I see like the most contact and the most people on the ground at the same time and i'm just i'm looking at it i'm like how is somebody not taking a blade to the hand or the face or something right now it's crazy yeah but anyway hockey yeah i was just curious i was curious about your guys aspect especially from an outside perspective man since you guys aren't really hockey fans so yeah it's it was it's definitely scary that's for sure it's a it's a rough sport man it really is oh yeah so much fun yeah uh but anyway, all right. Way to way to give us a Debbie Downer, Tanner. Sorry, guys. Good job. But yeah, seriously though, you know, hats off to to his entire family. Hats off. I mean, like prayers to yeah, my bad. So I mean, pray, to yeah, say. my bad. Prayers to like his family and everything, everything like that. I mean, I can't imagine what what you guys are going through. So definitely prayers to to Adam's family and especially the I don't know the guy's name that you know that accidentally hit Adam. So I mean, obviously prayers to him too because taking. Even accidentally taking somebody's life like that can't be easy. So yeah, that'd be rough. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, anyway, we will transition to NFL talk now, and uh, I'm just go ahead since we. I'm going to go ahead and let Hanner kick it off with Falcons at Titans. Oh, <laughs> Titans win. I will gladly take this one over. Titans win twenty-eight to twenty-three. Tanner. Talk, yes, talk us sir. through it, man. Hey, this was... Wait, wait, do you want me and Ben to talk you through the very beginning since you missed the first quarter or so? Yes, I was at the Lord's house, so I missed, like, the first two possessions. So, okay, so you can take them through the the two possessions that I missed, and then I will go through okay, the rest of so, it. so, Will Levis was announced the starter of this game. Which I lit... Okay, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. He's, he's announced the starter, so we're all happy about it. Vrabel did say that he planned on bringing Malik Willis in and then having a rotation at the quarterback position to the dismay of all of us and pretty much every Titans fan in the entire world. And even yeah. people that aren't Titans fans, people that are just NFL fans. Like just you just know that's dumb. Anyway, 
Anyway, start the game. The Titans get the ball first. First down, Derrick Henry runs the ball a few yards. Second down, Derrick Henry runs the ball a few yards. They get into a third and one. On the third and one, Will Levis does a quarterback sneak, completes it. So they got a first down. Immediately after they get the first down, Will Levis comes trotting off the field, and here comes Malik Willis. And I'm literally screaming at my TV, what are you doing? Why? What What on earth? He has not even thrown a single pass yet, and he they just got a first down, and you're taking him off the field. Anyway, next snap, kind of not the greatest snap in the world, but handle. Like he could he could have handled it. Malik Willis fumbles the ball. The Falcons get the ball, they get a field goal out of it. So instantly they give the Falcons three points. Was this planned by the center? We never even discussed this. <laughs> the center the center had bad snaps to to Will Levis too. He did not have a great day. Uh but anyway, so Aaron Brewer has had a good season though. Okay. He's had a good season. He wasn't though. great in this game, though. Yeah, wasn't. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, so that's that was the first drive. Second drive, I don't remember exactly how many running plays or plays they did to get to this point. They did a few screen passes. I think they may have punted the next drive. Did you see the first touchdown, Tanner? Did yeah. I see? Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. so you that saw the under, that. that, that ball. Ball. Oh, yeah. Okay, so from that yeah, point we on. We were down 3-0 when I got you. You can the, take it the rest of the way. The offensive pass interference. That was no. I'm just playing. Hey, you can. I don't know. Go outside. Lay in the road. Not really. I love you. Wow. Um, you just told me to be a deer, bro. <laughs> you want me to be under Brandon's car? No, That's what I, you love said. You. I, I love. I love. I definitely would not have as big of a bump from Ben as I did. You, <laughs> <laughs> dang, bro. His car wouldn't even get airborne, bro. I just got rose up <laughs> twice. So yeah, um, I, I tried to keep this as short as possible. Like I loved. Everything that I saw from Will Levis, his pocket presence was fantastic. He was not panicking. Like the the most impressive thing about this, like yes, he threw some fantastic passes. Like the the pass that he threw to um oh Nick Westbrook Kine on that that um that post route, both of DeAndre Hopkins touchdowns, especially the deep shot. All like, three, three touchdowns. That's what I said. I was talking. Oh, you're talking about the, both of the deep ones. I was talking, yeah, I meant okay. both the deep okay. ones. So, both the deep ones that he threw to DeAndre Hopkins, like, all of those were fantastic passes. I I just, I can't, like, I, I'm just so, like, legitimately, like, this, this, and I, and I realize it, like, and here's the thing, guys. I will be realistic. Obviously, it was just one game, okay? Dang it, I'm going to get excited. <laughs> get excited. Okay, because do you guys realize? I like it is so good as a Titans fan to see a quarter, especially with how many times Ryan Tannehill has bent Titans fans over. Okay, yes, it was just one game. I realize that. I will be the first one to say it was one game. It feels so good to see a quarterback performance like that from the guy that everybody was writing off and saying the pick was stupid. I absolutely love it, okay? His ability to stand in the pocket, not run away, and just, like, he knew the pressure was there. He trusted his offensive line. If that would have been Malik, and I truly believe if that would have been Ryan Tannehill, they both would have darted out of the pocket. No, Will was able to stay in there, make his reads, and if you go back and look, and I will give... I will give Vrabel credit for this. I'm really surprised with this. 
they gave Will a lot of room to make adjustments at the line. Like he, they gave him a lot. He was audibling. He was he was checking out plays. Like he was. I don't know if you got. He was actually audibling, but he 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 was making a lot of calls at the line. Yes. I know that. I don't know how much of it was actual audibles. But he was he he was recognizing things and calling it out. He was teams. checking exactly yeah. like and that's yeah. like from a first from a quarterback making his first NFL game appearance. Like that's a lot, dude. Yeah, and he handled that like a veteran that had been in the NFL for a full seat. Like he was not playing. They're acting like the pressure never got to him, even when the game got close. If Ryan Tannehill is in that game, we lose that game. Yes. I'm sorry. Definitely, if Malik is in that game, we lose by multiple possessions. Okay. You would have lost by 30. I I just, like, um, and I have literally been saying, you guys don't know how good it feels, okay, to hear analysts and other people saying the Titans season is back on track. It's over, bro. Shut your, go away in the dang road and let me finish, okay? (laughs) Not really, I love you. But still, I have literally been saying the Titans, like, we are three, we're three and four. Yes, I'm saying it was one game, okay? But this season is not over, dude. I'm sorry. It is not over. Especially with the strength of schedule that we have coming up. We can 100% beat the Steelers and get back to 500 on Thursday. That Steelers team is not good. It is not good. And with Mitchell Trubisky at quarterback, bro, 1,000%. I mean... I'm more scared of the Steelers with Mitchell Trubisky. No, you're not. Yeah, I am. I thought the same thing. Kenny Prickett. Kenny Pickett is a... (laughs) Yes, Kenny Prickett. Kenny Pickett is a good NFL he's quarterback. He's fine, dude. but Trubisky's better. No, he's not. I bro. Think. Anyway, I I actually kind of agree. No, with here's that. the thing: we you need to recognize. You all did not see the rest of that game when Trubisky took over. It was bad. And I will, I will, I'm going to warn all Titans fans and Will Levis supporters like myself. On, I am expecting Will Levis to really struggle on Thursday. Dude, if he doesn't, he, he he is getting a short week against possibly the best defense in the if NFL. If he lights up the Steelers' defense, bro, like so. Here's the thing I want to say: know. if he plays terribly, which I'm kind of expecting, everybody relax. That doesn't mean yeah. he's bad. Can't give up on. He, he's got a he's his second ever game in a short week against maybe the best defense in the NFL. It truly is okay? one game. So relax. It truly is one game, but. It's it's more. I feel like it's more to Titans fans than that. Like, yes, it's just one game, but it's 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 hope. Yes, it's it's hope. hope. Like, yeah. you have literally given Titans fans hope with that performance that we didn't waste a quarterback pick. Like, there's some inkling, even and yes, it's one game. There, if there is an inkling. Of a franchise quarterback that we saw on Sunday. Yeah. Like, and uh, yes, it's one game. It's an inkling. I get it. Yeah. Another person that I'm giving a ton of credit for for that game is Tim Kelly. Tim Kelly yes. called a fantastic game, fantastic game plan. He, he, and another he, thing that we can't put aside, okay, is, is the drops, bro. Yeah, if Chigakonkwo does not drop that ball, if Traylon Burks, if we can get anything from Traylon Burks this season, okay, like, he's really starting to piss me off, bro. Like, but he didn't I, have a great game. 
Like, he hasn't... Ha he Name me one breakout game that he's had that you can beat. That's the first round receiver. He had one last year. I can't remember who the game last was. Last year. Okay, yeah. 17 games ago. He's, like He's only played I'm, like three games this season. I'm just like... Yeah. It's there. Guy. It's there. I don't know if they're going to be able to unlock it consistently or not. But it's there. I've, like, it, I, I will say this. Okay, it could be there. But right now... Traylon Burks does not look like a first round receiver. Okay, let, I'm sorry, but let's, we he, gotta, he doesn't. We need to. We've been we've been talking up Will Levis, but we do have to say one of those throws to Traylon Burks, the one on the left sideline. If if that Will, was Will Levis, if Will Levis leaves that three or four yards further inside, that's a that's like a that's fifty a fifty yard touchdown to Traylon Burks. Yeah. Like so, if if Traylon Burks had caught that ball, you may be feeling a little differently mm. about the way. Now, the way to what be you're fair, right now. I think Will. There was safety help over the top that Will Levis probably that did see. That safety was nowhere but close. It, I'm saying it probably caused Will Levis to pull yeah, he it wanted a little to, he more. wanted to play it a little safe, yeah. which is fine. And he just he played a little too safe. Yeah. So but, it, 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 the catch... I would rather him do that and then leave it too far inside. It was there. physically possible to catch that ball. D-Hop is the only one on the Titans yeah, that could have caught that Yeah, ball. there's only probably five receivers in the entire country. Traylon Burks didn't even try to he catch tried. that ball. No, he didn't. He caught it. He just didn't get his feet inbounds. Yeah, like 20 yards out of bounds. Yeah, I mean, he he gave an effort. He's just not good mm -hmm. enough for that. He can't make that kind of play. So, but A.J. Brown probably would have made the play. DeAndre Hopkins probably would have made the play. Justin Jefferson probably would have made the play. Jamar, Jamar Chase, Chase probably would have made the play. Yeah, Garrett Wilson. Tyreek Hill is not tall enough to make that play. Mm -hmm. Garrett Wilson would have made. Garrett Wilson would have made the play. Yeah, yeah. Garrett so, Wilson's that. I dude. just like oh. as it like here's the thing like at we're not that that game George Pickens that game was big <laughs> that game was big in the aspect of even if we don't like here's the thing even if we don't finish the season 500 okay even if my yeah. expectations of what this Titans team can be does it pan out we still have hope in the fact that we actually drafted a franchise quarterback and we can start building around yeah. that we, yes it was one game i get that okay can we talk about the falcons now well hold on before we we'll talk i want to make one more comment about the titans if if this is a huge if but if the titans get to week 18 and they that last game matters where like if you win you can possibly get in the playoffs if they get to that point, it's really gonna hurt. It's gonna sting that you all traded Kevin Byer. I will say, I will say this, and it's here's no, here's my here's my entire and I and I am being dead dead serious when I say this. Like I, I'm not, I am not playing when I say this. Okay. If Mike Vrabel starts Ryan Tannehill any game the rest of the season, he's got to be fired. Oh, I I do want to say I think that unless unless, unless Will Levis. Just falls yeah. on his face. Yeah, that could happen. I'm saying, in some aspect, like I honestly, with, even if Levis falls on his face, I think he should be starting every game the rest of the year. Just yeah, no one hundred percent. But here's the thing: I do want to say this along those lines. I think him getting fired is a that's a little extreme. that may have been the emotional. Titans but fan, I will say this: the, his entire career so far with the Titans, I'm not even a Titans fan, but I would. I'm, I've been blindly following Mike Vrabel just because that's how much I trust him and how much I like him. Mm -hmm. And that it takes a lot for me to say that. I will just blindly follow you and agree with whatever decisions you make. That's how much I've loved Mike Vrabel. But the way he has handled this Will Levis situation and this Malik Willis stuff, and what we, by what we saw yesterday, I am no longer blindly following Mike Vrabel. 
he can't mess up now. From now on, like, he doesn't have my full trust anymore. You can't, because you can't, like, I, I don't... I feel like, I feel like some of his, the, the Will Levis and Malik, the split Bro. reps, I feel like that was some of his ego, honestly. Yeah. I feel like that was ego exactly. Mike Rabel trying to reinvent the reinvent the wheel and doing some Taysom Hill crap, okay? Yeah. No. Malik Malik is not that guy. But here's he's the thing. proven he's not that The guy. crazy thing about that strategy is Will Levis can do those plays. He yeah, is athletically he's capable of doing it. And we didn't even truly see what he could no, do with his legs. You didn't see game. anything. You didn't see. No, yeah, you didn't no, see it at all. Not at all. Yeah. But I'm telling and I'll, let, I'll, I'll say this and then I'll let, I'll let Ben finish. Like, his pocket, let me go and talk about his nasty, disgusting Falcons. His pocket presence. His pocket presence was fantastic. His ability to stay in the pocket, give his offensive lineman time, deliver throws down the field. He only made one truly bad pass, in my opinion, and it was where he dumped it at the receiver's feet and hit him in the arm. That could have been. Can you that for a second? I don't even think that was a bad decision. I think that he was he was feeling pressure and was like, "Hey, I need to get. I just need to get an incompletion on this mm-hmm. play, so I'm going to throw it at my receiver's feet." And he he turned and threw it at his receiver's feet, and then as he threw it at his receiver's feet, he's like, "Wait, what the heck? Why is there a defensive player laying down at my receiver's feet? <laughs> like, what is going on right now?" I don't even think yeah. it was a bad decision. I think it was just a really weird. That play. was the only throw. That was the only throw. And I think that you can. You can fault. I don't even fault him on the Traylon Burks throw. I I don't fault yeah. him on. That. I mean, he just 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 yeah. barely. Like missed. maybe maybe you can fault him a little bit for overthrowing him on that on that deep seam route. Maybe you can fault him a little bit on that because that would have been a touchdown if he connects, even though it was in double cut. You know what play I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Like, but that was the only. He throw, just he probably shouldn't have thrown that. That play. was the only throw to me. Yeah. Thankfully, he threw it deep and didn't leave it short. A lot of quarterbacks would have left that ball short yeah. in double coverage. Double, but leaving short in single coverage is a good idea. Leaving short double, double coverage, coverage. No, not a good not idea. Not double coverage. Yeah. But like I love legitimately, I loved everything that I saw from Will Levis. Like I was Will Levis. Man. Yeah, dude. Like I realized it was only one game, but I legitimately have hope at the quarterback yeah. position. I dude. do. And obviously, coming from a Kentucky fan, I obviously had high expectations for Will Levis. But for the first game, he blew my expectations out of the water. Like dude. even even I thought he was going to do well, even in this first game. I thought he was going to do well. I did, but I thought that there was going to be really big struggles and big mistakes with him doing well, and he didn't have those. Like he's like he said, he threw the one that could have been intercepted, but I don't even consider that one a big mistake. Like I was just saying, but I was blown away. In my the biggest thing I was blown away with, like you were talking about, is the pocket just being not even pocket presence and pocket awareness. I'm not even talking about that. I'm just talking about being comfortable in the pocket. Oh, he, looks he so was comfortable. he he yeah. didn't care how tight his offensive linemen mm-hmm. started squeezing yeah. him. He just stood tall and just was launching bombs, bro. Yeah. And by the way, yeah. the, we all know he has physical ability, but let's talk about the throw to Westbrook Akine for a second. Oh, he's backpedaling to his right on his and when he releases the ball, he's on beyond his the beyond the right hash mark on about his own 45-yard line and throws it five yards deep into the end zone. Yeah. That's on a on a flick of the wrist. That air yards, so that was effortless. that was at least 60 air yards right there, so bro. Effortless. And he just flicked it as he was getting hit. Like backpedaling. That was insane. Mm-hmm. I, that's why he got that's why he was 
so high up draft boards. That exact play was why he was so high up draft boards. I saw this earlier. Out of the 10 longest air yards, like the distance the ball has flown in the air for completions, mm-hmm. out of the 10 longest, Will Levis already has three of those. Yeah. But it's not even... It's not even the throws like that. Like, obviously, that is a yeah. dime. Yeah. But even the touch pass that he hit in the flat to Derrick Henry, yep. that was a beautiful pass off his back foot, puts it on, could not have put it in a better position, bro. Great. Like, I just, yeah. I'm going to be, he was going to be foaming at the mouth if y'all keep making the me. The crazy thing is, the best, this, the dude. best, the very Ugh. best thing about Will Levis this game was he was making everybody else's job on the offense easy. And the Titans didn't even play clean. No, way too many penalties. DeAndre Hopkins was having fun. Yeah, he was. Oh, yeah. He was having fun. Oh, yeah. He legitimately looked like he was like, this is what it feels like to actually play football. Which I can say he did kind of make a comment that kind of scares me at the end of the game. You were talking about the Malik Willis stuff? Yeah, the Malik. He he was upset at the fans for booing Malik Willis. Yeah, so he said, okay, (laughs) so for people that don't know, after Malik fumbled, apparently the crowd just absolutely let him boot and let him have it. I'm pretty sure. I think it was whenever they tried to bring Malik Willis back in again later in the game. That they booed? It was the play right before he threw that second touchdown on the short crosser to DeAndre yeah. Hopkins. They brought Malik Willis in for one play. I think that's when the Titans so any So anyway, that the player snap absolutely saved them because I think they planned on using <laughs> Malik Willis a lot more than well, they that's did. That's what Vrabel said. Yeah. Vrabel said that the fumbled snap kind of made him pull out of his dual quarterback plans. They asked yeah. DeAndre Hopkins, they asked Derrick Henry, and they all said they were kind of disappointed by the Titans fans doing that. But D-Hop said, I was not expecting Titans fans. He he didn't, this isn't verbatim, but he said something to the aspect of, I didn't expect that from Titans fans when I signed on here. They can they can all get over it, bro. But it's not, but okay. And, th- and guys, this is coming from just a Titans fan to the point they decide my mood on Sundays. Okay. <laughs> it's not the aspect of we're booing Malik Willis. We are booing the decision to send Malik, or Malik Willis out there after the game that, that Will Levis has had. Like, it's not, it is a idiotic decision to think in that case with how Will Levis is playing yeah. that it is smart to send Malik out there. Like, that's not, that is not smart coaching, bro. Like, that's not, I'm not booing Malik, okay? The decision to send Malik out there is what Titans fans are booing. Yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that. Uh, before we move on, I do want to say one more thing. You said you you briefly mentioned Tim Ke- Kelly earlier. Just not going to talk about uh, fantastic. He was dude. awesome, and here's what he was awesome. And Ben was here with me mm. early in the game. They were scaring me by how passive their first like six plays. They were incredibly passive with the play calling, and I was like. You can't do this with Will Levis. Mm-hmm. Will Levis is the kind of quarterback you have to take shots. You've got to take bomb shots. You've got to do it and get him in the rhythm of the game like that. Even if they're incomplete, you've got to do it. Mm-hmm. And what did they do? Bomb shot. The first one was to Traylon Burks. The one that was it was into crazy tight coverage and went into like a pinpoint location. It was incomplete, but the throw was Perfect. You're talking it was drop. incomplete tra- because of Traylon, Traylon Burks. Yes. Traylon, Traylon Burks could have caught it easily. But that throw, that play, is, I'm pretty sure Will Levis was comfortable after that play. Because mm-hmm. even though it was incomplete, he's like, I can do he this. He put it on a dime. He's like, I can, do, I can do this. And then 
And then they just, he just kept dialing up shot plays from that point on. It, that's the way he called that game, mixing in with Derrick Henry runs, play action stuff. That's exactly how you have to be the offense. That's exactly the kind of play calling you have to do with Will Levis. You have to do that exact thing. Now, I do have to say this about the Steelers. We'll talk about this more on Wednesday, maybe. Steelers defense really good. They're smart. They're gonna try to take. They're gonna take DeAndre Hopkins away. Minka's out. I'm pretty sure though. What? Who? Even if he's out, they're gonna they're take. Gonna blitz they're gonna. Well. They're gonna blitz a lot, and they're gonna take DeHop away. Yeah. He. So that means Traylon Burks and Aconquo are going to have to step up. They they can't drop the ball. They they literally Aconquo is disappointing. Me. Literally, and it's literally the two and figuratively, people. they can't drop the ball. They they've got to. They're going to be open, and I believe Will Levis is a good enough quarterback to find them. And they've just got to be ready to make the play. They've got to make the play on Thursday if they're going to, if they're going to win that game. They got to. So talk about your stupid Falcons. Go ahead, Ben. I don't like. What am I even supposed to say anymore? We spent fifty minutes just now Taylor on Heineke one game. Start over Desmond Ritter. Yeah, I'll we say all that. we all know that yeah. though. Yeah, that's simple. Heine- Heineke's better than Ritter. That's, Dude, that's I have true. literally been screaming at my TV to put whoever the backup in is literally since like three weeks ago, and then as soon as I figured out that it was Taylor Heineke, I I got a little bit excited because I was like, "Dude, sweet, we actually have a really good backup." But then I was also like. <laughs> Why hasn't this dude been starting all season? They're like, actually, what, what are we doing? They're actually saying that they're going to stay. I don't know if this is true, then, but for what, ta- what Taylor to, Heineke bro. said after the game, like Taylor Heineke pretty much said that it's still Desmond Ritter's offense. No, like, that's he because Taylor said, Heineke's too nice, bro. Arthur, he was right about Sam Howell. He is not right about Desmond Arthur Smith is doing the same thing that Vrabel is doing with the quarterback. He's locked on to the wrong guy. Why? Why are you locked onto the wrong guy? I understand Taylor Heineke is not exactly like a future franchise kind of quarterback. He's not one who's going to carry your team long term, but he can carry your team this year. He's good enough to to win a playoff game for your. I, team. I feel like, and this is just my personal opinion. He is a better Gardner Minshew. Yes, he I, is a perfect. better Gardner Minshew. Yeah, you're exactly right. Yeah, he's he's good enough to win. He legitimately think let's. Let's put the Falcons. Let's say the Falcons get the four seed, which is very likely they win their division and be the worst division winner. So let's say they get the four seed, which means they're going to play against a five seed, which is very likely to be the Cowboys. So Cowboys come to the Falcons. I think Taylor Heineke can win that game. He can win that game against the Cowboys mm-hmm. with the Falcons, and Desmond Ritter cannot. He cannot win that game. It it's depends the, it's, if it's close. It's that simple. Whether it's close or not, I don't care. Desmond Ritter's not winning the game. He's not winning the game, period. No, I'm not. I'm saying from Taylor Heineke. Heineke I'm not Heineke, saying Heineke, I, Desmond. There's no way Desmond Ritter wins Heineke, that game. If, if The Heineke, Cowboys are going to force turnovers. If Heineke is the quarterback, I give the Falcons a 40% chance to win the game. And that's... that's that Okay, I can see that. Yeah. That's generous. Yeah. I, I can see that. So, so and, and with Ritter, it's zero. It's just it's zero. You're saying so, the Falcons are the four seed and the Cowboys are the five seed in that scenario? Yes. Okay. Yeah, because the Falcons would have won their division. The Cowboys would yeah. probably have a better record, but the the, the Falcons would have the four seed because they won the division. So um, another thing I was going to say is that game could have been awful if we had just got Desmond Ritter most of the time, and then like the Titans kept flip flopping back and forth between Malik Willis and um, oh yeah, it could have been bad. Will Levis, it would have been it terrible. It ended up being fantastic. Yeah, and also. One of the I best want, games of the one, the, I one just, of the best games. I want to get this out of the way right now. I'm going to mess up whenever saying Will Levis and Malik Willis. <laughs> I do it all the time. <laughs> so if I sound completely stupid and I say the wrong name, just know that 
I I know which one is which, but whenever I'm speaking, the wrong name comes out. Uh, it's almost 100% of the time. <laughs> I'll say so. this before we move on, bro. And you alluded to this. I didn't realize until Sunday how much Ryan Tannehill and Will Levis look alike. Bro, they look like What? And like, it, it legitimately, like, it looks like Ryan Tannehill is Will Levis's older brother. Like, 100%. Yeah, like, they look just as alike as me and Ben do, if not more so. Yeah. Like, which is crazy. It, I'm pretty sure the announcer in the game even alluded to it. He was like, it looks like Will Levis, like, we're showing Will Levis play quarterback. And then we're showing him, like, in the previous week, standing on the sideline, like, not actually dressed, just standing there. It's like, it feels yeah. like we're doing... I'm going like, to say this, though. Did I say if, Will Levis or did I say Malik Willis? I don't even know. If Will Levis leads us on a deep playoff run, I'm going to eat me a bad banana and drink me some mayonnaise and coffee, guys. I'm, yeah. I will call that he right. He said he didn't do that. I will sit next to you while you eat the banana and the pill. I will not sit next to you while you drink coffee with mayonnaise in it. Okay, I'm not doing that. I'll get a freaking Will Levis tattoo. The banana, I don't care, bro. The banana, and the banana pill still is weird to me. and like I feel like the texture would be very rough. But it, that's not disgusting to me. The mayonnaise and the coffee is, so is disgusting. I'm gonna throw if he leads us to Super Bowl, bro, that is, dude, that is I don't care. I don't care. Gosh. All right, we're going to move on now. Congratulations, Titans. All right. Um, next up, Rams at Cowboys. Cowboys win 43-20. to Who was the one that wanted to talk about this game? That was me. Okay. And the only thing that I even want to say about this the Cowboys were pissing me off in this game. <laughs> and the only reason is because God. it is 33 to 3. Yes. Why are you still throwing the ball? The only reason the play calling is what was making me so mad. <laughs> you are in and we're going to take the fact that I have Tony Pollard in fantasy out of it. Okay. No, we're not leaving that in. <laughs> you are literally stat padding for Dak Prescott. That's all you're doing. If it is any other team with a 33 to 3 lead, you're running the ball. If it's play action, something like that, I get it. Yeah, but they weren't doing that. You're not. You are literally stat padding for yeah. Dak Prescott. That's what you're doing. And okay. those are the kind of games where Dak Prescott shines. There's no expectations whatsoever. There's big leads. He, those are the games that he's going to look like that franchise quarterback that every Cowboy fan yep. swears up and down he is. Like, I, I just... I. The play calling was just absolutely pissing me off in this game. Like it's, it is unacceptable to have a thirty a thirty point lead and you are still, you are in. Not, it's not even like Tony Pollard wasn't getting going. I'm pretty sure he had fifty two on eleven, yeah. fifty two on twelve. Yeah, like, like that. that's a good like that's four four yards a carry. Name me a coach that would not be happy with their running back getting them four yards a carry. Yeah. Like, it's just, yeah, it is mind-boggling to me, Cowboys. <laughs> it's true. Facts. Okay. <laughs> so, so speaking of crazy play calling, I want to talk about the Rams. Because it was one point, uh, Matthew Stafford hurt one of his fingers. Like, I think he did, sprained one of them or something. I don't so, he threw it. So, he threw the ball. And as he was coming through, he jammed it on, yeah. I think it was a line. It ended up like spraining his thumb or something. But anyway. Uh, UCL sprain on his right thumb. Okay, UCL sprain on his right thumb. And then like one or two plays later, they did like a halfback or receiver pass to Matthew Stafford. <laughs> what a daggum catch, bro. And he, and he that was sick. He, he catch and he reached into the end zone with a sprained, or sprained muscle on his thumb, bro. Like, 
What was that play call? You know your quarterback's hurt. What are you doing? <laughs> that was so good. <laughs> that was so weird. The bro. fact that he caught it and then scored a touchdown. And then just the fact that he called that play, knowing that his thumb is hurt. Like, what in the world? You know the defense was shocked. Like, what in the world? Maybe that's why they called it. They were like, and also, I forgot who threw the ball. Horrible throw. He was, he was wide open. He shouldn't have had to dive. <laughs> yes. But, but By the way, I seriously think this is true. I mean, Brett Favre may be in the conversation, but I think Matthew Stafford is the toughest player I've ever seen in the NFL. That, oh, he's that dude tough. is tough, bro. Yeah. He's like he doesn't care what, what part of his body's injured. He's just gonna keep going. It's crazy. But if, if the if the score wasn't as r- ridiculous as it was, he would have kept playing in this game too. But they they benched him just because they were getting obliterated. So, but all right, moving on. Next up, I'll make this one quick. Vikings at Packers. Vikings 24, Packers 10. I don't even want to talk about the Packers. They're atrocious. Uh, let's just forget about them for now. I want to talk about the Vikings because I want to talk about uh, Kirk Cousins tearing his Achilles. Uh, very unfortunate. Uh, I really think Kirk Cousins was doing a good job this year. Um, Vikings are 4-4, four and four, and they currently hold the 7th seed in the, if, the, if the playoffs ended today. So they're going to try to replace so who who they're going to try to replace him with? They got some options. One, they could trade for Ryan Tannehill. They could do that. Um, the Titans, well, the Titans would probably pay for the majority of his salary if they did that. They would, because he's twenty twenty seven yeah. million this year. The Titans would pay most of the salary because they were planning on paying well, it anyway. Everyone's saying the Titans are getting rid of Tannehill, bro. You have to keep him as a backup, which I know they're in love with. Malik Willis. Forget but Malik like, Willis. No. Malik Willis is not a, even a backup quarterback. <laughs> I'm signing so. Nathan Peterman off the street. Get rid of Malik. The goat. No, you anyway. can't. Like you, you. If if you are looking into, if you're looking into like draft equity at this point, hey, dude, you could. I feel like you could Ooh. maybe get a fourth or fifth rounder out of Ryan Tannehill. What if the Vikings just pulled something crazy and traded for Kyler Murray? Because he's technically healthy, dude. Kyler Murray, they, they announced today that Josh Dobbs isn't the starting quarterback next week. No, they announced that he is starting next that week. That Josh Dobbs is starting? I'm, I'm pretty I, sure. I thought I saw a notification saying that quarterback change. Quarter, quarterback change on the horizon in Arizona. Josh Dobbs is no longer the starter. No. If it's not <laughs> if it's not Kyler, it's going to be Clayton. What's that say? Toon. Clayton Toon. That's weird. So I guess it may not be Kyler Murray. Bro, it's gonna be if it's not Kyler, it's gonna be Clayton Tune. Who, who the heck is Clayton Tune? I don't know. I've heard is he's I've heard of him clearly because I knew who you were talking about. But I, I don't anyway, know anything. So else obviously, Kyler to the Vikings is a rumor. Uh, Jameis Winston to the Vikings has been a rumor. Uh, Vikings signing Carson Wentz has been a rumor. RG three to the Vikings. God, uh, I think I, there may have been another one. I can't remember. But there there are some options. Uh, Carson Wentz is the one that makes the most sense to me because they don't have to give up any trade. They don't have to give up any any draft capital to get him. Um, Andrew Luck to the Vikings. So, oh, another one I, that made sense is uh, Case Keenum. Case Keenum's a backup somewhere. He he used to play for the Vikings, so he did a good job with the Vikings. Teddy Bridgewater used to play for the Vikings too. Is Teddy Bridgewater in the NFL anymore? I don't know. I don't. Yeah, I don't think that one's. This okay. actually, I'm I'm a big Kirk Cousins fan. Like that that one really kind of yeah, that's unfortunate. That one man. really hits. Man. Imagine being because like I'm just afraid bro. that he's not. 
I mean, he's what, 35, 36? He, he'll, he'll be able to play next year. He'll be fine. I mean, he, he got another two. He got another two solid years in him at least. I'm thinking, yeah. But I, I just, yeah. I, it, it's just heartbreaking, man. Because like, I really do. Not hey, even, not I even as idea. a player. I he's a good player, but as a person. Here we go. Like Titans, Vikings trade. Ryan Tannehill. Justin Jefferson. No, Tannehill straight up for Kirk Cousins. Flip flop him, and Kirk Cousins can mentor Will Levis for the next couple years. That's a great deal for both teams. Right. That's that's a great deal. <laughs> I actually don't want that. No, why I don't I don't want that. You get the better end of the deal. I we do, but at this point, I want to get Will Levis as much playing time as possible okay. and get him comfortable in that offense. Like if we have established what, what I'm saying is like Kirk when Kirk Cousins is healthy next year, he doesn't even have to be the starter. He can be the backup behind Will Levis, and just be mentoring. If that's the scenario, yeah. yes, I like that. Yeah. But is Kirk Cousins going to sign on as a backup quarterback? I think he would. And you actually sure think at, he would? At this point of his career, I think he, he If does. he has an opportunity to start somewhere, you actually think he would take a backup role? If, because you know there's going to be a team down the line yeah, they would like that needs a starter, and especially yeah. somebody like Kirk you know, Cousins. If, but think about it this way, though. If they did make that trade, the Titans could have Kirk Cousins as trade bait and just wait for another team to lose their starter and be like, look, we got Kirk Cousins waiting for you. Come give us a second-round pick. Come on. I think the Titans trading Jeffrey Simmons for draft capital would be the more likely scenario, knowing my luck as a Titans fan. Because Jeffrey Simmons is coming off a two-sack game. Like, we're going to trade him tomorrow, no. knowing my luck as a Titans fan. No, you're not. Derrick Henry right. and Ryan Tannehill to the Vikings for Kirk, Kirk Cousins and Cam Akers, <laughs> and then a few picks. I like everything other than the Cam Akers part. Uh, you like? Because I like. Because I like. Uh, I'm, I'm not. But but that makes sense. They already tried to go going for Ryan Tannehill and Derrick Henry as a package deal makes sense to the Vikings. And then Alexander Madison's proving he's kind of... Yeah, because I think Cam Akers is a good pairing with Derrick Henry. I think you'd like to have both of those guys. But anyway, it's never going to happen. But the Titans have already said they're not trading Derrick Yeah, they already said that. They so already said that. I think, I think Derrick Henry is good for Will Levis right now, too. I think Very it's, it's a so. good combo Very for him. So. Yeah. All right, moving on. Next up, Jets at Giants, 13-10. to 10, Probably the ugliest football game of all time. It went to overtime. Uh, by the way, Ben, I did see the play you were talking about with the referee. Uh, so, shout out referee, bro. <laughs> yeah. So the so the Giants are kicking a field goal with like what twenty eight seconds. Well, there's twenty seven seconds. Twenty seven sure. seconds, and they shank the field goal uh, from like maybe that, the thirty. That fired, bro. The ball spotted like the, maybe the thirty yard line after that. Maybe yeah. maybe even like the twenty eight or something. They throw like a twenty something yard pass, get to the line, spike it. Then throw another twenty something yard pass, and when this play, whenever Al Lazard first, goes down, the first twenty yard pass, you have to mention that. Uh, oh yes, someone, I wasn't think a it spike. was Kayvon Thibodeau, dude. Yes, the first twenty something yard. They didn't have to spike it after the 20, first twenty something yard pass because one of the Giants players, probably Thibodeau, Thibodeau was offsides. That's so, so they completed it twenty something yards offsides. They declined the penalty, but because of the penalty, the clock stopped. So they got to go to the line and get ready for the snap while they were administering the penalty or declining the penalty. 
So they that stopped the clock for them. So they didn't have to they didn't have to waste time going for a spike. That was massive. Thank you for reminding me of that, Ben. That was huge. And then after that, completed another 20-something yard pass to Alan Lazard. When Alan Lazard goes down, there's like what? Nine or ten seconds on the clock, and everybody, all these offensive linemen are like 30 yards downfield, and they sprint their butts all the way down there. They're all getting set. Nobody handed the ball to the umpire for the umpire to set the ball. And in case you don't know, you can't legally snap the ball until an umpire, until the umpire or any referee sets the ball for you. Like, so the umpire's trying to get down there. They're already set. The, the center's already got his hand on the ball ready to snap. And the umpire knows there's nothing he can do. So he just runs by, and as he's backpedaling, he just reaches down and touches the football. He just reaches by as he's running by and just touches the football with, like, two seconds left. And after he touches it, the sitter snaps it and spikes the ball. They get the spike at one second. Incredible incredible by everybody on the field by the Jets, but also incredible play. Maybe the best play was the umpire. <laughs> Shout out the ref, bro. Like, oh. we, hey, if we're going to criticize the refs, we got to give them their praise. That's a too. great job. Great awareness by that referee, seriously. Gr- great job because it's very easy to screw up that kind of play when everything is going that fast. So it was a great, great job by everybody involved. And then... And then the Giants helped the Jets by calling a timeout after that. Like they wanted to ice the kicker. The kicker was going to have to sprint out there after all that chaos and kick the ball while the play clock was going down. But instead, the Giants are like, oh, we're going to ice the kicker. Timeout. Now you're allowing the entire field goal unit to get set, relax, breathe a second, figure out what they're doing instead of everything being in a panic rush. I can't. Why do teams continue to try this ice the kicker thing when it literally never ever works? In college, I could give you that. No, not in the NFL. It doesn't work. It, it doesn't work even in, in college. It more often there have been a few times that they got lucky and it worked, but more often it goes the opposite way. They miss the first kick, but because you ice them, now they get a second chance and they make the second kick. You usually are helping the kicker more than you're hurting them. Quit doing it. All you're doing is wasting. The fans' time, wasting the other team's time, wasting the re- wasting the referee's time, and most importantly, wasting your own time. Quit doing it. Stop. All right? All right, I'm done with my rant on that. Quit doing the ice. Quit icing the kicker. Okay? Anyway, great job by the referee. Terrible football game, but a very exciting ending. But I didn't even talk about overtime. They uh, the pass interference on uh, Adoree Jackson clinched the game. Yeah, Tyrod but, Taylor got hurt, went out. Giants literally could not move the ball at all. Yeah, and then it was nasty weather in this game too. By yeah. the way, yeah. and then Pi on Adoree Jackson ended the game. Yeah. So, Anyways, Titans players just love getting pass interference calls. Yeah, I don't know what it is in big time crunch time. Specifically, Titans corners. Yeah, yeah. Titans corners. That's yeah. what I was referring to. Okay. Uh, moving on. Eagles at Commanders. Eagles win thirty-eight to thirty-one. This was a wild football game. AJ Brown may be the best receiver in. Wow. Well, okay. He's I'll give there. him second. Tyreek Hill is the best. AJ Brown's number two, in my opinion. He's, I'm sorry. He's in the. They're in the conversation. Both of them are in the conversation. Yeah. I, uh, I still have Jamar Chase and Justin, Justin Jefferson above both of them. Even right now. Yeah. I mean, I just Justin I Jefferson's can't, hurt. Dude. But I can't. Like anyway. Well, that's a conversation for another day. But anyway, this game was wild. You were talking about AJ Brown. That one-handed touchdown that he mm-hmm. had was insane. That was a ridiculous catch. Uh, Sam Howell balled out. Dude, like, through 52 passes. I don't even want to talk about this game, bro. Okay. You butt hurt. You okay? The uh, freak, I'm tired of the commander's defense, bro. I'm sick and tired of it. Gosh. 
I don't want to be Tanner over here, but <laughs> literally their whole secondary, bro. Their defensive line needs to be traded. Literally every single player that's on their defense needs to be traded, dude. Yeah. Uh, and there actually is talks that Ch- Chase Young is in consideration to be traded before the deadline. And uh, Deron Payne, I think, is also in consideration just because they're both um, on contract years this year. Okay. So... I'm so t- like it's like the Commanders on paper defense is supposed to be fantastic. That's supposed to be their strong suit, and then the offense comes out and scores 31 points, and you still lose it to that gum game. By the way, you mentioned contract years for those guys possibly being traded and stuff. That's another thing that I forgot to mention uh, for the Vikings earlier on the Kirk possibly trading for another quarterback or getting another quarterback. Is they can't they can't tank this year. Because this is Justin Jefferson's contract year. They've got to make a team that he wants to come back to after this offseason. Because if it's a trash team, he's just going to go somewhere else. And they don't want to lose that guy. So that's why they can't tank. They can't do it. So that's they're going to be very desperate to get somebody in there. So anyway, sorry. Back to the Eagles commanders. Um, Eagles failed on a tush-push in this game, or brotherly shove, whatever you want to call it. Um because they did never got to fumble the ball, or they never got the ball on the exchange. And then later on in the game, they did a fake tush-push. <laughs> Can we stop talking about this fake tush-push like it actually mattered, it bro? Did, it didn't matter, but just the they idea. They started one, and the game was already over. Yes, but and they the decided thing, to pull some trick bullcrap. Yes, the like, reason why. Matter, but here, here's why it's a big deal, Ben. I am buffered now. It wasn't a big deal for that game, but it's a big deal for the rest of the season. No, it's not. Because it forces the defense to respect that. They can't literally just stuff everything in the middle now. Because they yeah. know if they do, they can pull something around the outside. So it, it, they literally did it because of that. They wanted to show the rest of the NFL, hey, we will do this. And it's smart. Yeah. I, I've got to give credit where credit's due, yeah. man. I know you're butthurt about it. You don't want to admit it. But it's smart. Like, Yeah, that's exactly why coaching. they did it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, anyway. You don't have to, that's one, you don't have to do good coaching against the commander's defense. <laughs> They'll let you have it, bro. Oh, Gosh. All right. Moving on. Chiefs at Broncos. Broncos went twenty-four to nine. Gabe was happy about this one. Um, Apparently, Pat had some kind of stomach. It was coming off some kind of stomach. Ah, give me a game. break, bro. Patrick Mahomes played like trash in this game. It's that simple. I don't care if you got a little stomach bug mm-hmm. or not. He's still the best quarterback in the NFL. Yeah. Screw you over here, the Justin Herbert. The drops are the drops are ridiculous. And even you get I'm sorry, I didn't bro. See very many drops. They he still had like three this game. Sky Moore it's dropped in the one NFL. In the Sky Moore dropped one. That that one the game was already out of hand at that point though. I, I don't even care about that one. Um but there this is and it you would talk about being sick. Patrick Mahomes looked exactly the same in this game as he looked in that Jets game. Like he yeah. he looked like garbage. I, yeah. Something's up this year, man. I don't know what it is. Travis Kelsey's still ridiculous. Their connection together is still insane. And I understand he doesn't have good receivers outside of Travis Kelsey. I get that. But there's he's making bad decisions. He's just throwing it to the other team. I think he's just trying to. Ma- I think he's trying to make things happen. Yeah, and that that you're probably right. He needs. I to think just he's just trying relax. to make things happen. He's pressing. And yeah, he's not like he that's... he can take a sack every once in a while. Like you you can t- sacks suck. Yeah, they do. Mm-hmm. But sometimes you can take a sack and it's not the end of the world. A sack is way better than an interception. And it, it's looked sometimes so far this season. It looks like he'd rather throw an interception than take a sack. And, like, that's just not a good way to play quarterback. But 
Anyway, we, we got to give a little bit of props to the Broncos. They played really good, too. You know, we got to give... I don't know what they did to slow down Travis Kelsey. I don't know exactly what they were doing, but they were keeping him in check, which is very hard to do. I feel like... Russell they, Wilson didn't play great, if we're being honest, but... Broncos, that's something that I want to give credit to, though, because I, I've got to give credit to Sean Payton, okay? Mm-hmm. If they're going to have any success, I've got to give credit to Sean Payton for, in some aspects, taking the ball out of Russell Wilson's hand and starting to run the football You're game. Right. Yeah. I'm pretty sure Russell Wilson only had 19 passes in this game. Yeah, that's good. Like, yeah. that's... If the, if the Broncos are going to have any sort of a good season for the rest of the year, that's what they have to do. And I feel like Sean Payton came across that and really pushed that in this game. Yeah. You've got to take the ball out of Russell Wilson's hand in some aspects and start running the ball again. Javante Williams is a fantastic running back. Mm-hmm. I can't I tell think you, McLaughlin's better. Yeah, I mean, they have a great running back room. Yeah. Like, you have, and even by doing that, you're taking pressure off of the defense as well because your time of possession starts going up as well because you're having some semblance of managing the I game. I agree. Now. I agree. So it's helping I, their defense. Exactly. Yeah. Like I, this is this is the ingredient. I don't know if this. Well, I, I feel like this was game plan. Like if this yeah. was Sean Payton's game plan to come in and start running the football, take the ball out of Russell Wilson's hands. Yeah. My hat is off to Sean Payton. I agree. Fantastic game plan. And that's got to be the recipe for the rest of the season. I agree with that. Yeah. I agree. Now, I, the, the Broncos aren't making the playoffs, okay? I'm let's, definitely not saying that. Yeah, let's, let's, let's not get ridiculous. I love but, you, Gabe. But, 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 they, but they had a great game plan, and you're right, Sean Payton did great. The defense mm-hmm. played great. The running yep. backs played great. Everybody played great except for Russell Wilson. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Literally everybody else. Um, but it was... It was he solid. still had three touchdown passes. He though, did, even by not playing. He, even one of them, they got they got a turnover on like the nine yard line. They only had to get nine yards for a touchdown. And I told Ben, I was like, the Broncos are going to score a touchdown right here. They never score a touchdown from inside the red zone like this. And they he threw a touchdown pass to Cortland Sutton, and I was like, hey, they got they got a touchdown. Wow. Yeah. So yeah, good game, man. Good game. All right, next up, Bengals. Oh, at- really quick. Oh, shout out, and I'm sorry, I totally forgot about this until just now. Hats off to the Broncos, bro, for the oh. for the fantastic troll job they pulled off at the end of this game, playing Taylor Swift songs after the game. They were playing Shake It Off. Hats off to the troll job, bro. <laughs> I freaking love it. All right, yeah, that was really. That's funny. all I'm giving Taylor Swift. Really quick, podcast. I I didn't exclamate this. One. I do want to talk about the Patriots Dolphins. Okay, and not even necessarily about the game. You all saw the Instagram reel of the kid dressing up as um. What Mike McDaniel? Mike McDaniel, right? Yes, yes. Oh my gosh, bro! That you not seen it? Halloween. Seen that, no. Oh um, my. Yeah, I don't. You know I don't, what clip I'm talking about of him though, right? Where he sees the camera at halftime and he like kind of slowly trots and then like starts running away. Yeah, his gray yeah. Sweat. Dude, a kid did that for his Halloween costume, like full shades, playbook in hand. That's fantastic. It was. Bro. Yeah, it was. That's really awesome, dude. Yeah, I just wanted to shout out that kid. Yeah, it was. It was. It was spot on, bro. <laughs> the the, broad, so the broadcast showed it, and it was. It was uh, perfect. Mike McDaniel is probably one of my favorite coaches. He's in cool, the dude, man. NFL. I would love to play for that. Oh guy, yeah, bro. He's fun. Oh my gosh. He looks, he looks like a, and he looks like he's having really fun. He's also a good football coach. Oh, he's, oh, like, he's, he's a genius, he, bro. He is very, very smart. Yeah. Yeah. 
Oh, man. All right. Next up, Bengals at 49ers. Bengals win 31-17. to 17. Uh, Bengals. I 100% jinx. I realize injuries have a lot to play with this. I 100% jinx the 49ers. Is that, that's our third straight loss, right? Yes. I, I'm not worried about the 49ers. I'm not either. I, I just think they got some injury issues right now. They'll get it worked out. Um, Bengals dominated this game really the whole time though, mm-hmm. for being honest. The Bengals, I think we've got to admit they're a legit team now. No. No? No. Joe Burrow starting to look like Joe Burrow again. He looks a lot like Joe Burrow. Yeah, yeah. he's starting to look like Joe Burrow again. But. Yeah, T. T. Higgins showed up too. He actually played football. He actually caught some passes. And this like, it, this is the Bengals the, team. The, okay, you, you you need to be scared of the Bengals offense is back. That's great. Their defense is still not what it was. They only like, give up seventeen points, dude. They are not going deep into the play. They might win a game in the playoffs, which is a great. Why team. do you think their defense is bad? Dude, they lost Jesse Bates, they, and they lost another yeah, yeah, corner I, that was really good. I agree. They lost him for the season, though? The Bills have lost Jesse Bates too. is on a different team, and the corner's on a different team. Like, the Bills have lost way more than the, the Bengals have. I don't think the Bills are Super Bowl contenders anymore, either. Right, but who is? Because the Chiefs don't look good, either. Who's in the AFC? The Chiefs. Well, the, the Titans. The Chiefs have lost I'm Nick late, Bolton, which Nick Bolton's coming back at some point. And, like, the Dolphins don't look great either when they play against good teams. Like, who is good in the AFC? Like, who Baltimore. is it? You got to put Baltimore ba- in that I, Baltimore is so over. Their defense, bro. They all, Their defense They is dominate really good. NFC teams, but teams, Their defense is really good. Teams that know to, how to, I'm sorry. You got to put Baltimore in that conversation. Teams that know how to prepare against Lamar Jackson, to, they don't. They don't. He doesn't perform well against those AFC teams. He's won literally three division games already this year. You're gonna say his own division that, that doesn't division, know how to play against that division? Them? Sucks. And the Bengals sucked earlier, and now they they don't suck anymore. Apparently, I'm saying you've got you've got to put no matter All your right. feelings about Lamar Jackson. You said Super Bowl contenders in it's the playoffs. It's not just Lamar Jackson. I just you don't, have to. I mean that defense yeah. that defense is legit, bro. I don't. I mean, I'm not worried about the Ravens at all. Zero. The Ravens are a better they're, football team than the Bengals are. They're not winning a single playoff. Game, I don't know and if I'm I agree with very that. Very confident, but in that. Bengals. I mean. If Will Levis is playing instead of Ryan Tannehill and Malik Willis in the Ravens game, the Titans win. Okay, now you're talking. Now you're talking. I mean, I, now you're talking. I literally don't even think that's debatable. I legitimately, I don't. I legitimately think that even if Ryan Tannehill's playing and gets hurt, and they put in Will Levis instead of Malik Willis. The Titans win that game. I knew you were like I didn't I, even want to talk about this game because I knew you were going to do this with the right. Bengals, bro. It's a four play right no, here. That's what that is, bro. It's you, Brandon. The Forty Niners just have lost three games and, quite frankly, haven't looked good in those games. Right, you're right. The Bengals, but you have to take in what the Bengals looked like. It, don't even talk about the 49ers. The Bengals looked good, man. You know who else looked good? The Dolphins, whenever they played the Denver Broncos, which is a okay. trash team. The Denver Broncos are not the 49ers, man. Come on now. You know that. I mean, come, come on, bro. Good grief, dude. dude. They looked like it the last time. I love you, Ben, but come on, bro. You know All right. that. All right. We're done with NFL talk now. Do you guys have something you want to bring up as far as college football? Actually, I, I, I do have some stuff in college football that I want to talk about. Number one, I'll go ahead and talk about my Kentucky Wildcats. Uh, honestly, looked a lot better than I thought they would look against Tennessee. Um, and the the main thing I come away from this game with is sadness. And what I'm sad about is that, like seeing what Debbie Devin Leary looked like in this game is like what this season could have been. Like 
if he had played like that all season, like this season could have been something special because he looked like a good quarterback. When people were open, he was hitting them. And that's all you need to do in college. And the rest of the season, he wasn't hitting anybody. Everybody looked good. Our defense looked really bad uh, for some reason. They just would not tackle people. That was annoying. But other than that, I got nothing else to say. It's- I'm sorry, bro. Like, this is – I. I've tried. I've tried to be patient, and I've tried to hang on. Like I, I really, really have, bro. I just, I'm willing to admit, I was wrong about this Vols team. I thought they were going to be yeah. so much better than yeah, they they're were. not good, bro. They are not. They may be. They got great running backs. They may be one of the worst second half teams in the SEC. Like yeah. I, I mean, and I, I can't like I've, I've tried like. I literally had them in the SEC championship yeah. against Alabama. Same. Like, I I was wrong about oh, this ball scene, bro. I don't know if you saw this or not. I know Ben did. We were talking about the second half. The The Volunteers had, it was either a six-point lead or a seven-point lead at halftime, and it should have been at least three points less than that, if not Kentucky winning the game at halftime. At the, near the end of the first half, there was a call that was called complete on the sideline. Oh, Oh, I saw that. There yeah. was I didn't hear a lot of UT fans talking about the officiating. <laughs> yeah. I didn't hear I didn't hear much about that. So, Did you check Vol Twitter after I, that? I, I don't. Did I don't they say anywhere. anything about it? I don't go anywhere close to Vol. Do you Twitter. want me to check it? No. We're you good. want me to look at? Okay, we're good. But I, I was I, at live speed. I thought it was complete too. Live speed. I thought it was a complete mm-hmm. catch. And then on the review, you can see that his back foot comes off the ground before he possesses the ball, and you're like, okay, that's incomplete. Uh, and then they come back and say play stands, and you're like, what? Like, come on now. Like, the ball clearly bobbled. He did not have possession of it. And I don't even care about the bobble. I think his foot came up before he ever grabbed it in the first place. Yeah. But anyway, I'm not going to go on a tangent about it. I'm not going to get mad about it. it. It's just one of those things you see in college football sometimes where they're just terrified to overturn calls sometimes. And it's like... If you can clearly see that you got it wrong, go ahead and overturn it. We're not going to be mad at you for getting it right, wrong live speed. When people are going to get mad at you is when you get it wrong after review. That's when people are going to get mad at you. So, anyway, at the, end the, at the end of the day, Kentucky still could have stopped them from getting another first down and getting a field goal there. They could have prevented that. But that was about 50 seconds to go in the half. Kentucky could have got the ball back, like, close to midfield right there. They could have scored themselves. So that was a big deal, man. It really was, which especially with as close as the game ended up being at the end. Like, that's a big deal. You know, all these Tennessee fans talking about, oh, that missed holding call against Alabama the week before. That gave them all the momentum. That was a huge deal. You know what? This is kind of the same thing. That was a big, I'm not seeing like, any UT fans talking about it. That was kind of a big deal. But, you know, it, I understand that that – Especially in college football, that kind of stuff happens. But and at the it end of the just day, the fact that it happened against UT is like, yeah, okay. You know, if it was reversed, UT would oh, be my God, dude. We would Holy not hear the end of cow, it, dude. And here's the thing: like at the end of the day, the reason why I'm not that upset about it is because because Kentucky's season as a whole was not going to be anything crazy good anyway. So this loss is not like soul crushing to me. I was expecting to lose anyway. So like, like I'm not. I'm not that upset about it. It's not a big deal. Uh, I'm like I said, mostly what I take away from it is I'm sad that Kentucky's that Devin Leary hasn't played like that most of the season because 
it would have been a lot better for us if he had, obviously. But anyway, we'll move on. Back um, to NFL games that actually matter. We're already done with NFL games. We went through all of them? Yeah, we went through all those. The ones that we want to talk about. Yeah. Uh, another one. Uh, Kansas beat Oklahoma. Number six, Oklahoma. 38 to 33. Crazy. Thank you. Thank you, Kansas. Mm-hmm. The entire college football world thanks you. Yeah. I hate Oklahoma. I don't know why I hate Oklahoma. There's three teams in college football that I hate. Florida, Notre Dame, and Oklahoma. Actually, uh, five. Uh, yeah, Florida, Oklahoma, <laughs> Notre Dame, and Ohio State. Those are the four teams. I have legitimate reasons for hating the other three. Oklahoma, I don't know why I hate Oklahoma. I don't have a legitimate reason. I just hate Oklahoma. I think it's because of Baker Mayfield, to be honest with you. I think Baker Mayfield Baker is the, Mayfield I think he's the reason. I think he's the reason I hate Oklahoma. So anyway, but thank you, Kansas, for beating Oklahoma. Let's go ahead. Let's get let's make Oklahoma lose one more game this season. Let's get them out of the college football playoff conversation. Let's get one more loss on that resume. Come on, somebody else get them. So anyway, you guys have anything to say about that game? They took the field goal post down and threw it into a lake or something. I was like, you're kind of copying Tennessee at this point. Yeah, like, so, uh, I mean, come on now. They tore them apart completely. Like, yeah. didn't even, like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. You couldn't even so. tell they were goal posts. Well, yeah, you could. By the way, but we talked about storming the field. I'm okay with Kansas storming Storm the field. against Oklahoma. I'm yeah, okay with I'm that. I'm okay with okay? that. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay. That's football school. Yeah, I'm fine with that. Okay. They had not beat Kansas in, like, 20 or okay. 20 years. So yeah, Kansas had not beat Oklahoma, I think, in twenty years or something like that. It was something. But Kansas, if you beat them next year, you can't storm the yeah, field. Yeah, which they wouldn't have a home game. There, there. They yeah. wouldn't. Yeah. But okay, two years from now. yeah, two years from now, you can't storm the field if you beat them. Okay, so anyway, moving on. Um, anything else interesting? Uh, I think oh, in the way storm the field is honestly more impressive. If you have enough fans storm the field, <laughs> you're away. Be <laughs> Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, U- USC beats California fifty to forty nine. Yikes! USC Williams isn't good. Bro. USC not very good. Caleb Williams probably overrated. For being I'm honest. really starting to believe that. All I say, bro, I swear, I, if if he ends up, all get, I want to say is, let me see those nails. <laughs> hey, facts, bro. Uh, all I got to say, bro, is. If Caleb Williams, I know it's not going to happen, ends up getting this 50% stake of any team, Utah needs to get into that as well because they own Caleb Williams. That's true. Utah. Yeah. Uh, Another game worth mentioning, Air Force is still undefeated. If they finish the season undefeated, they're going to be like on the borderline of that college ball playoff. They're going to be in that UCF territory from a few years back, if you all remember, like where they're going to yeah. be like, hey, we need to be in there. Which the way this season has been, I don't think there's any really good teams. So maybe they should be they're in there. Still not- <laughs> Are they yeah. ranked? Yeah, they're 19th. They're 19th. They're 19th. Oh. There might be higher than that now. I don't know what their rank is now, but they were 19th last week. Um, and that's pretty much it from college football. Uh, oh, North Carolina lost to Georgia Tech. Goodbye, North Carolina. You're you're out of the conversation now. Yep. Uh, another undefeated team is James Madison. Uh, they're 25th. James Madison is ineligible for a college football playoff, though, because this is only their second year in FBS. You have to you have to serve three years of ineligibility. So, suck it. <laughs> okay. Uh, Oregon State lost to Arizona. Another that they were ranked 11th. So like teams are just going down all over the place. All of these like surprise teams that were building their way up are just dropping now. And you had, honestly USC was 24th before that one point win over California. They shouldn't be ranked anymore. They should drop out of the rankings after a win. Like I, I'm that ser- like I'm dead serious. 
Cal against Horton. Cal? Yeah, against no. Cal. Yeah. So, anyway. They will. Yeah, I, you're right. Anything else you guys want to talk about? Strictly college because of Caleb Williams. No. Nothing. No. That was Alabama off this week? Alabama off this week. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, by the way, I, I want to make, I don't want to make a long conversation about this, but I just wanted to point out the last episode we had a conversation about NBA and the players resting and stuff. Mm-hmm. I want to point out the Suns play one game. They play one game and then Devin Booker and Bradley Bill just stop playing basketball after that. Both of them. You know how you said the, do- the double, the two guys at the same time thing, that rule. Where's that rule at, bro? What, what are we doing? I will hey, say they, the <laughs> NBA has already looked into the James Harden situation about him not playing the very first game. Oh, bro, I'm pretty sure. What? No. Did, so did you hear why? So he showed up to fly with the team. They told him to go home. <laughs> they told him to go. He showed up to fly this, with the team on the away trip. They legitimately I, sent him. I, That's I, awesome. I need, to, yes. I need to say this. The NBA needs to turn a blind eye to this one. Okay, because James Harden is literally a detriment to that team. If he's there, they're more likely to lose. So that's a completely different situation. Yeah. I, I completely hey, different on that. Good, good job the for Philly, dude. though, yeah. dude. They're done with the bullcrap. They yeah. Ben yeah. Simmons and then James Harden. They're done with the bullcrap. Yeah. I'm they're sorry, like, bro. Props to him. I've got to say this: that Bucks team, Damian Lillard dropping 39 his first game with the team. Dude, that it's Bucks scary, team, bro. I'm telling you, bro. Dude, they the are going are looking to be good, insane. The Bucks would still be. The, no, bro. Dude, they're, they're not the Bucks. I'm sorry. Bro, the I'm Celtics sorry. have been they going crazy, no. dude. <laughs> when do they play no. each other? When's the first time no. they play? It's a great question. That is a great question. I got to ask because you. I'm going to watch that game with you. <laughs> It better we be nationally may, televised. We may lose if the you're, friendship. If you're working, I will be at your work. Please, bro. Rubbing please. it in while you work. You please, are not even bro. allowed to leave, bro. Please, bro. You're getting sneezers. You bro. better bet, bro. bro. Please. If the Celtics win, $0 tip. Hey, Bucks bro. win, $100 whoa, tip, bro. Whoa, whoa, What do you Man, get? Shake on that right now, bro. What do you Shake get? on that right now. What do you get if the November Celtics November 22nd. Win? 7.30. What do you get if the Celtics win? What is win? second? That's almost Thanksgiving. It's like two days before Thanksgiving. Do you, do you get anything? That's on a Wednesday, bro. I won't be working. We'll be here, We're bro. watching that game, well, then bro. you're not going to get a $100 tip. That's worse for you. I, yeah, like, you nice. would, you'd rather be... I need to pick up specifically like a three-hour shift from this yeah. end to this... From about 7 o'clock to 10 o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, other, I've got nothing else to say from this past weekend, guys. Tighten up, bro. That's all I yeah. got to say. So we'll we'll uh, we'll, we'll finish. We're gonna, we're about to finish watching. Shut your face. Go lay in the road. Please don't. I love you. They're still not back, bro. Dude, yeah. I'm t- you keep keep the expectations in check a little bit. Let's let's relax. Yeah. The, okay. I get it. Yeah. But I'm telling you, if the bro, I'm telling you, with how I've been saying about the Titans pulled the plug on the season way too soon. If we beat the Steelers. I will be unbearable to this man. Like, he will quit the podcast. I will be so unbearable to this man, bro. I will be so unbearable. You better get on your knees and pave it. If the Titans beat the Steelers and Will Levis looks exactly like he did against um, the Falcons. Like, nobody looked exactly like Will Levis did last week. Patrick Mahomes looked like trash. Joe Burrow, even as good as he played. Levis may have played better than any other quarterback. Oh, he was the best He was the best quarterback. Yeah, 100%. And, like, he... The thing was, is I I could care less about the stats that he put up and stuff, and like yeah, four touchdowns with zero interceptions. 
He looked good, dude. And I've been saying it all year. That Falcons defense is not a bad defense. Yeah, and at he all. put that up against a good team as well. Yeah, yeah. Like it, but dude. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited for the rest of the season for the Falcons with Heineke at quarterback. That's he's not be, Desmond Ritter. They're not starting. Sound, they're staying with Desmond. Desmond Ritter better have another concussion. That's all. He, Gosh, he better pull a two out. <laughs> Take a baseball bat to the back of Desmond Ritter's hey, head. Desmond, <laughs> if you want to have a pogo trip adventure with me, I'll show you. I'll show you how it's done. Right. Story, ben, bro. You're going to have to go. Detail of what do you mean by pogo situation? Like said, the viewer, the viewers don't need to know. Just, just Desmond Ritter needs to find out about the pogo stick experience. <laughs> Bro, all right. Context. All right. I guess we're gonna leave that as a mystery. <laughs> With that, we're gonna get, we're gonna finish watching uh, the game three of the World Series and Monday Night Football. Oh my gosh! We'll be back with you in just a minute. All right, we are back. Uh, World Series game three. Umpire sucks. Well, yes. Rangers win three to one. Really good ball game. Evan balled out again, of course. Uh, the home plate umpire might be the worst plate umpire we've ever seen in a major league baseball game, and it was in the World Series. No, at least I, I yeah. Angel Hernandez worse than yeah. Angel Hernandez. Angel Hernandez is worse. Let's be honest. But yeah, in a World Series, that's the worst home plate umpire I've ever seen. Unacceptable. Yeah, he's uh for both teams just missing calls that are just. Brutal and in crucial situations. Too. Yeah, yeah, really, really big moments. It was, it was not pretty, Mm-mm. not at all. Not but anyway, at all. good game. Congrats to the Rangers. I think the right team won the game. I don't, I don't think he cost a team the game, but he, no. he. There were some really bad looks for for MLB during that for sure. It didn't look yeah. great. Um, but game four is tomorrow. I'm pretty sure, right? I think uh, they have a three stretch. Game four is tomorrow. Then game five is on Wednesday. Wednesday. Yeah. Okay. So they're on a three game stretch. Got it. Uh, Monday night football. Uh, I kind of expected it to be a snoozer. Kind of seemed like it probably was. The Lions' defensive line seemed to just do whatever the heck they wanted to do. I don't know how many sacks they got in that game. They ended with six. And six the last six. four of them, the last four of those sacks were on the last two drives. So. Oh God. Yeah. That's brutal, bro. Brutal. Jimmy Garoppolo missed Devontae Adams. Wide open. Probably would have been a big touchdown that would have been like four minutes to go in the game, which would have given the the Raiders a chance. But, yeah, that was a bad miss. That was rough. So, Devontae Adams, I mean, trade deadline is tomorrow, so I don't know if he's got enough time to really complain enough, but he's really going to want out. But I don't know if he's going to be able to do anything about it. But... He's wanted out. I would say he's wanted out all season. Oh, yeah, he's wanted out the whole time, for sure. Hey, Ben, are you going to wake up enough to talk about this trade or not? Okay. (laughs) Well, before we get out of here, Tanner, me and Ben want to break the news to you of our dynasty trade, this massive blockbuster trade. Okay. Ben, do you want to give him the details? All right. I want you... from the desk. Can you guess I'm training a quarterback for my dynasty team that Brandon absolutely loves this guy? Jordan Love or Sam Howell? Well, he, he, I can't believe he guessed wrong of two guesses. I don't even have Sam Howell. Uh, but if you think I would trade Sam Howell, you're crazy. Anyways. You don't have Will. I don't think you have Will Levis. No. Nah. No. I'm trading. No, you don't have Purdy. I'm trading Justin Herbert and 
I'm asking for in return. This. He's getting a lot in return, bro. Yes. Okay. I, the so, only thing I'm getting is Justin Herbert. Ben is getting four yeah. things. Okay. So I'm giving up Justin Herbert. Brandon is offering in return Devon A-Chain, Jordan Addison, a first and a second this year. I still don't. I don't like it. I do not like that. No, no, I do not like that. See, That's just I, me personally. I, I talked to like someone that. else about it no, today. No. And they were like, if Brandon accepts that trade, he's the biggest idiot in the world. So <laughs> I, don't, I, so I don't like that trade. I literally, it's, it's like. So when Ben first, Ben just kind of brought it up nonchalant yesterday. He was like, what would you offer me in return for Justin Herbert? Would you want him enough? And I was like, uh, I'll give you Devin A. Chain and two first-round picks. And he was like, honestly, like we can kind of work with that. And then he kind of like, we worked with a few other things, and this is what we ended up with. Ben wanted a little bit more than that. So so it was what we ended up with. So you, you think I'm winning the trade? Tell it to me one more time. You're getting A. Chain and who else? Devon A. Chain, Jordan Addison, and a first and second this year. So he's getting a first and second this year. Yeah. I don't. I don't like it. I'm sorry. I don't like it. <laughs> I think. Fun. I'm sorry. I think Brandon's destroying you in this trade. That's fun. I personally do. I told like I told Ben basically like ju- basically what's going to decide who wins this trade is how good this draft is this year basically because if he, I, if he gets one more stud player out of out of that like that's actually going to be a starter I, for several I, years he wins. I just don't. I don't like it, bro. Because like, well, also if Justin Herbert kind of falls apart the rest of his career, he would win too. But yeah, um, which is very doable. It's possible, but I, I, I think don't. Justin Herbert. But you also good. think Justin Herbert's the second coming? Yes, apparently. I do. Yes, Justin Herbert's that so. dude. Yeah. So, Look, but I, well, I believe enough that one of my quarter young guys on my team will become a stud, or that I could replace. Not replace Justin Herbert, but Who is at your least other quarterback. So I have Justin Herbert, obviously that I'm trading. I have Jared Goff, who's actually been a great fancy quarterback. Um, C.J. Stroud, Desmond Ritter is not the guy. Um, I also have Trey Lance, who's probably not the guy either. But then I also have Jordan Love and Zach Wilson and Geno Smith. You got Why do you have so many quarterbacks? I've got more than that, and they're all worse than those guys. <laughs> Bro, <laughs> I think I have like four. Because whenever I drafted those guys, they were... And one of my guys tore his Achilles. So. <laughs> whenever I drafted those guys, they had the highest potential in the draft, and it was late in the draft. So you like... also have a lot of older people on your team where you know what they are. Me and Ben had a lot more younger people that we were kind of projecting, and we needed more options to see what they became. That's why I'm dominating you all. Well, I Temporarily. Been. I'm just, still just dominating. Wait. Just wait. With Justin Herbert, my team's championship contender. Just whatever. <laughs> my team's legit already, bro. I'm telling you. Anyway, while we're on the podcast right now, I'm clicking accept at this exact second. Dang, bro. Confirmed. I can't, I can't believe it. And the league will be notified that a trade is pending and yes. everyone is going to lose their mind. But but 50% of the league is going to lose their mind. 50% is going to lose their mind one way and 50% is going to lose their mind the other way. Yeah. That's what's going to that's, that's happen. Pretty much right. I think it's a very equal trade, in my opinion. I like it. I think it's very even. So I'm giving up a more known commodity for sure. But I could absolutely just look like yeah, you could a look, thief. You could I look love, thief. so like or I, I could look like the world's biggest idiot. So it's just you're giving up Jordan Addison to 
Oh, hey, Chain. I thought you said I was winning the trade. Right? I actually don't know. Are now you, cha- are you changing your mind now? Now that I was seeing like, this, oh, like, <laughs> over here, like, like legit though, like the A chain give up A chain one hundred percent. Like that's that's totally. Dude, do you realize Devon A chain is averaging eight, over ten yards a carry? A chain is been is been okay, but, but still, I don't. I'm sorry. I, I'm just not okay. Giving up A chain hurt me more than giving up Jordan Addison. See, I would think the opposite. Because I just have so many receivers already. Yeah. Like, Jordan Addison may not be starting for me every week, but De- Devin A-Chain would have been. So. I mean, the the thing is, like, as a two-quarterback league, I can see how, like, you would win this. I can. Like, but still. I'm giving up a lot. I know. You are giving up a lot. It, it depends on how good this draft is this year, yeah. basically. Because I basically am not going to have a draft this year. Basically. I literally had DeAndre Hopkins, by the way, on my bench. And he scored 40 points. When's the trade deadline in our fantasy league, then? In the dynasty league? Yeah, dynasty. It's week 11. Okay, so we got a couple more weeks. Okay. Yeah. Why is it so... I feel like it should be earlier than that. I feel like it should be similar to where the NFL trade deadline is. Dude, it's literally two weeks after. But it's very close to when the playoffs start for us, though. Like... It's still a dynasty league, though. Like, if you want to sell, sell. If you want to buy, buy. Like, but I feel like in the off season we need to look at that. We probably need, we need to make it at least week ten. We, we eleven, eleven is too late. No, dude, that's still six weeks before playoffs. Because basically, it's going to be like if you're ranked, if you're in the fifth in standings or higher, you buy sixth and lower, you sell. I feel like. You already know for sure if you're making the playoffs or not, unless you're in the fourth or fifth spot, and like those two guys could flip flop. But other than that, anyway, when does our play? What week does the playoffs start? Week what? Mm, it might start week fourteen actually, so it might be three weeks. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like that's a little too late, but whatever. All right, yeah, that's our that was our blockbuster trade. Though. I also feel like you know whether you're making the playoffs or not almost before the season starts in the dynasty league. So that's true. Because I don't even know if I'm, like, I don't know where I'm at in the standings, but... I also scored 158 points this league and lost. That's so unfortunate. I scored the third most points in the league. But, uh, anyway, yeah, we'll look back on this in three years, and we'll see which one of us was a bigger idiot right there. I don't know. We'll find out. So, I, I will say this. For our specific teams, I think looking at my team and looking at Ben's team, I think that both of our teams got better. Like yeah. for like next year and the year after that, I think both of our teams are better now than they were before the trade. To be honest with you, so I think it's a win for both of us. Honestly, my team was over succeeding a little bit, and I was like, "Hey, I'm not really sure about this because my team is not good enough to even compete right now." But somehow we just kept winning games, and then except for this week, and uh, I was honestly looking to try to trade Jared Goff. Or, um, I had a few inquiries about Zach Wilson as well, but, um, but I, I honestly just tossed out Justin Herbert just to see what Brandon would say. And then whenever he said that, I was like, actually, that's not that we could, we can work with that. Like we can, by actually- the way, if, if you deal with me in fantasy football, I don't trade very often because I realize if I'm going to trade, I need to give up something valuable for something that I actually want. I'm a really good trade partner to have because I'm going to be reasonable with you. I'm going to give you some good stuff, bro. If I'm if I'm getting something good in return, you're going to get something good. I'm not going to be greedy, okay? So, just future reference, anybody out there playing with me in fantasy, talk to me. 
I'll be I'll be reasonable. I was trying to be I was trying to get that and two first round picks, and he was like, "What about instead of two first round picks, we do a first and second this year?" And I was like, "Okay, that's fine." Yeah. So, anyway. I, I sacrificed a lot. <laughs> a lot. All right, we're gonna end it there. We will talk to you guys on Wednesday. Uh, what are we gonna talk about on Wednesday? I don't know. Uh, we'll figure it out. <laughs> Stay tuned to find out. Yeah. We may rig something. We may not. Uh, we'll definitely talk some more about the the World Series. I'm sure the World Series technically could end that night if the Rangers win the next two games, but I doubt that's going to happen. But anyway, we'll talk to you guys later. See you.